0: Thank you for joining us
1: on the Shrink Think Podcast.
2: Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me, I'm the person behind the Kindness and Compassion Podcast, which is part of the PsychCraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network along with Nathan and Aaron and the great work they are doing to help people in their lives and in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the Kindness and Compassion podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'd love for you to join me as I explore both the psychological and spiritual and emotional sides of how we can live into more kindness and compassion in our lives. It's a podcast devoted to helping people find peace and contentment in their lives, through the practices of kindness and compassion. You can also check us out at kindnessandcompassion.com.
0: Hey there, welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. This is part two of a two-part episode. In the first one, we talked about introversion. And in this one, we're going to be talking about extroversion. Now, let me just say in the first episode, we try to keep them on the shorter end because we want them to be consumable, you know, about 22 minutes or so. Um, But since this is an episode on extroversion, we're going to talk for about four hours in this episode. (laughs) Uh,
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait.
0: (laughs) Nathan and I are both extroverts, so you're going to probably see that quite a bit in this episode. But we also know each other well and we work with extroverts, so... We're going to try to do our best to share about ourselves, which is what extroverts also do well. We like to do that. Um, but we mainly we want to give you some information about um, not just what it's like to be with extroverts, because the Cause world, you already know <laughs> That's right, <laughs> you've experienced it. And that's probably why you're in your room or alone in your car, quietly sucking your thumb, <laughs> listening to this episode. No, but we want to talk about, first of all, in the in the first episode, you know, Uh, introverts draw energy from being alone. They prefer to be by themselves, solve some of their own problems in their own heads, be with their own thoughts. Now, extroverts, on the other hand, are the opposite of that. Now, of course, we didn't say before, but it's not just like this binary, either you're one or you're other. You can can have qualities of both, or you can be an ambivert, right, which could be both of them, or it can be like an introverted extrovert, where you're maybe a little bit more reserved, but you're on the uh, extrovert side, or you can be an extroverted introvert, where you still prefer to be alone, and you draw energy from being by yourself. But you can be sociable. So there's a wide variation of that, we just want you to know that it's not just quite as black and white. So we're giving you the information here today about extroverts. Now, generally, extroverts draw their energy from being with people. Or one way you can think about it, um, the way I feel oftentimes as an extrovert myself, is when I spend time with people, I'm not just energized, but I can also be inspired. It like is this wave that carries me for a long time afterward. And then I can't wait to be with more people or be with somebody else. I'm like, wow, that wave was awesome, dude. Let's go ride another one, man.
1: (laughs) I think of like uh, the road to cabin fever for an extrovert is not a road. It's just open the door. Like you are now having cabin fever. So I'm th- I was thinking about being trapped like during the pandemic. Oh my good Lord. That was horrible. You're trying to like talk to people. I, the first day of the pandemic, I actually, um, which sounds funny to say that. Um, I stayed home and I did the whole therapy thing, telehealth in my trailer by myself. Um, and it was, so like you were to horrible,
0: you were, you didn't talk to any clients. You were just, I talking was talking to, to clients. Okay. So you're with people Well, like virtually, but yeah, but
1: the environment alone of being isolated in my RV next to my house. I couldn't handle it.
0: it. Was that the week that you you had like blood running from your eyes the whole time? Oh I was like, my. what's going on? I've been alone. This is a <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> yes.
1: you've, got, you've got something worse. No, like, so literally I was like, that's it. I don't care if there's nobody at the office because it wasn't going to be anybody anywhere. I'm freaking going. I would walk around. I just needed even the open space. <laughs> like, I needed something else giving me feedback than just four walls. Just couldn't handle it. So- mm-hmm.
0: If you saw Nathan walking around the neighborhood peeking in your <laughs> your window, he was looking for somebody to connect with that, another happy little camper that he could camp yeah. with.
1: Let me just talk to you for who are you? wait you know, like
0: a lot of that. I'm just kidding, yeah, but no, you're right. I mean in terms of uh being alone, you know introverts draw their energy from being alone. Whereas extroverts draw their energy from being around people. So then what zaps energy or makes you feel really isolated as an extrovert would be being alone. And for some people, that is being alone at all. And for other people, it's being alone for certain periods of time. Now, again, as an extrovert myself, I would say I actually really need and value and cherish that time alone. I have a pretty full social calendar. I like to do a lot of things with people. Um, I have one friend. She is a an Enneagram nine. And so she's all about like conserving energy, not quite as much as a five, but she's about conserving energy and uh, she'll do some social things. But when I tell her the things that I've got going on, she's like, I'm tired just listening to (laughs) your like schedule. But I'll do I'll go uh, go out with friends um, a few times a week. Three four times a week, and then I'll spend the other, um, you know, maybe if we're talking like two, three, four times a week by myself, um, those times that are more quieter, or I don't have really anything to do with other people, um, quite as socially, I can recover from that pretty well. Um, Sometimes I'll have, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'll say, oh, I'm doing this this night, and then another thing, another night, and then another thing the next night. And people will say, yeah, it sounds exhausting. And in some ways it kind of is, which is why I need that that recharge time by myself. But I can do that. And it doesn't really zap my energy in the same way that an introvert would be like, you know, pounding their head against the wall. Instead, it's more like I can show up and be like, OK, I'm tired, but I'm excited for this. And then,
2: "Woo, here we go. <laughs> it's like a <laughs>
0: shot of adrenaline being with people.
1: <laughs> yeah. When, when there's like a back and forth that's really a good back and forth, I, I get so much supercharged on that. Like, I, it's like an adrenaline rush. It's like awesome. And, um, and, and I, it's funny because to think I'm not really alone in that. That's why like we want to talk, we want to chat. And it's not all about, it's actually not all about just simply talking. I mean, there's, there's what I would call like this potential energy when you're not alone. And so it's like you can actually just sit there, not say much as an extrovert, but be sucking on the potential energy that's there. Like, why go to a place where you're actually alone? This is the question I get. It's kind of a random one. Not well, I don't necessarily get it. But this one guy I was working with was like, I like to, I don't even really drink, but I go to a bar and I might get like one beer and I want to sit at the bar and I'll sit there for like an hour. People are like, why do you go to the bar alone? You got a problem. But this dude's an extrovert, so he's literally just going to be around people and sit there because he's just getting energy, and, and if you can feel a vibe that's way different than if he just stayed at home where there's nothing, there's no potential energy going on because you understand there's no potential. You're by yourself.
0: And this is why, I mean, just a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but for depression, one of the things that like, is a cyclical aspect of depression is being alone. And then not being around people and then feeling more depressed. And then when you're more depressed, you want to be more alone or you have less energy to go out into public or be around other people. So one of the sort of cures for depression is go out, sit at the bar for an hour and drink a beer and be around people. Now, also, I will say, (laughs) don't actually go to the bar and drink a beer because uh, alcohol is a depressant as well. So that's not necessarily going to help. But being around people is one of those things that does tend to lift your mood. So back to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> With a friend. But really, I, I would even say, yeah, I like that idea of potential because then when you get more people, if you're, we're talking about a group, I notice a significant shift in my energy level and even in, in some ways in, in my personality where um, if I'm one to one, I can have a great conversation. Even I can go pretty deep. And have a really uh, a really connected intense conversation, and then you invite you know two people, and it's like okay, we got some good you know exchanges back and forth. You get like three, four people, maybe five, and you're like doing something, and now we're talking. Okay, this is exciting. There's like it's a li- it's kind of like putting on a show of sorts. And I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a performer as an extrovert or as an Enneagram three, um, but I would probably lean toward that more than other types of people. Um, But there's just something about like a group energy that is like so infectious. It's like, oh, we're all here. We're all doing something. This is so fun and exciting. We're part of something cool or we're part of something big because we're all doing something together. And it's that kind of thing that is so charging. Right. Which, again, from the other side, if you're an introvert, you're looking at that as dread. You're like, oh, no, it's not just one people I have to deal with. It's multiple people. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <You
2: know?
1: laughs> well, and the other piece of that pie is that a lot of times the critique for extroverts is he just likes to hear himself talk or whatever. And it's what's happening for the extrovert is while they're talking, they are they feel like they are connecting with their words. So they're re- it's like picture that they're reaching out with their words that are coming out of their mouth. And those words are giving you a hug and drawing you close to them like those old cartoons where like smoke would come and like tickle somebody's chin and then they'd lift off the ground and float towards them i love those old cartoons
0: except it maybe be if for some people it's kind of like a boa constrictor that's wrapping around like <laughs> repeatedly and then squeezing. And squeezing the life out of them. it's like so many words i'm still here with these words <laughs> but it's true like there's a a sense of like through the words and sharing ideas or you know, um, opening. So another one of these aspects that extroverts will do is they are usually more free in what they're sharing. They're not just free to talk about things, um, but they'll explore ideas and concepts and topics through words and conversation. But they'll also share, which they can often overshare. So if you're an extrovert, you know you want to be careful about, you know, both the content of what you're sharing and also like how much you're sharing. But also like some of this balance in relationships, if you find yourself talking more, like if you sort of keep a mental timer of like, wow, I have been talking for a long time, just myself, that's kind of a problem, because that means the other person has just been listening for a really long time. And you want to try to engage them in conversation, or if you're telling a story, that's fine but just make sure that you leave space for the other person to participate as well, because that's one of those things. That's a great thing. It draws people in and it can also push people away.
1: Um, Regular holiday movie that we watch all the time. And I, I've had some clients tell me this recently that they've watched it again for the first time in like years, planes, trains and automobiles. Awesome movie, right? Dell um, is played by John Candy. And um, I cannot remember that guy's name at the top, but it's Steve Martin that plays. And that this dude is a is a he sells shower curtain rings, and he <laughs> and he talks about all this stuff forever, right? And he's stuck. Steve Martin is stuck next to John Candy, who's talking incessantly on a plane. They're right next to each other. Anyways, this whole thing, they end up in a fight later. And he goes, and by the way, if you're talking, have a point. And he's like, well, you seem really happy to listen. He goes, you would think at some point, and when I'm reading the back of a vomit bag, that I don't that. I don't want to hear what you're saying. And it's like kind of what you're talking about is like this whole idea of if you're talking for a long time and nobody's saying anything, they it's, it comes across like you actually don't care that they, of what they think. You don't care what they want to say. You don't care what's going on inside of a conversation. You actually might just want to hear yourself, talk.
0: Yeah. Another example of that from a modern movie is an elf. Uh, it was just, we're recording this just after the Christmas season and, uh, buddy the elf who's played by will ferrell has been stuck at home while his new brother little brother who's in i don't know middle school or high school or something um is at school and the kid uh gets out of school and buddy is such an extrovert he's so excited to see him and so he just asks like a million questions in a row that he doesn't even leave space for the the brother to answer and it's like, do you want to hear the answer to any of those questions, or were you just so excited, like a little puppy, you know, to lick his face, to lick his face, and, to like, his face. <laughs> and to, to like ask these questions? It's like I'm just so excited that you're here. I'm going to ask all these questions, but I don't really want to know the answer to them.
1: It's just that excitement of being around people, and you know, usually the largest extrovert, the person who's most extroverted inside of a group, will end up being the one that talks. And I point that out because. As I said earlier, it's not necessarily all extroverts are just going to talk all the time. But the difference is that extrovert is going to want to stay in that group and they are going to still be gaining energy, energy just from being there. Whereas an introvert is going, it's, it's not going to be torture, but it's, they, they're looking for an exit. They're slowly getting drained and they're ready to go home.
0: So if you are that extrovert and you're listening to our podcast, good for you, first of all. Um, Next time you are listening. Exactly. That's right. You're gaining something from it. And we want you to we want to encourage you to do more of that. Like this, this would be one of those skills that if you are an extrovert, that your muscle of listening and asking questions and even thinking, like taking time in that moment to like pause and to think or reflect, that's kind of more of a weaker muscle in you. And so we want to encourage you to try to strengthen that muscle to practice it, allow for moments of silence where you're not filling it with words, allow for moments of silence where maybe you're letting the other person say something, or you're asking a question of them, that's just not like, what do you think? I mean, that's okay. Like, take the subject and then ask a very specific question that relates to them, um, that shows that you have been listening or that you're thoughtful about it, and then give some space and let them share for a while. And don't be so quick to interject or to share something, like connect it back to yourself. You know, somebody sharing something. And like, let's say right now where you and I were having a conversation and I'm asking you about T-shirts. And I'm like, oh, so you like T-shirts. And you'll tell me about, yep, I like T-shirts with prints on them and Mm -hmm. these kinds and those kinds. I could easily jump in because I want to connect with you and I can say, oh, I like T-shirts too. I have one that says blank. And I might think that I'm connecting, and maybe sometimes I am, but also I've kind of just brought it back to myself, that sharing sometimes when you're sharing about yourself is not really, a can sometimes not be a connecting thing, but an interrupting thing. And so if you're an extrovert, sometimes giving the other person the floor to be just talking about them, and you're listening and asking about them, that can be just as connecting and invigoring in a very different kind of a way, in a deeper way than you're used to, so this is like drawing on the strength of an extrovert who's warm and welcoming, usually friendly and approachable. But if you can use the, the, this weakness of like listening and strengthen that, you can actually strengthen these two sides of yourself.
1: One of the things you might want to try, extrovert, is have a few questions that you just kind of have. Um, you've, you've wrote them down in your brain, like as in the, burned them in, that you can just ask them.
0: Or, or on the palm of your hand, so when you're do, looking at somebody. Holy
1: mackerel, do not do it on the palm shoot. of your hand. <laughs> Aaron's holding up his hand, looking. So I wanted to ask you one little thing. Hold on, let me read. I don't know why I put a comma there. It's smudged. I don't know what this is. Yeah. Um, it, what I tell folks, at parents in particularly, and so you may, parents out there that have listened to this, uh, listen to us incessantly talk for other podcast episodes might know this already, but. Think of a process type of question. So like a how or a what question. Um, how is it that you came to that conclusion? You know, what is it about that that it makes the most sense to you? Because those type of questions will prompt the person to continue about what they were thinking or what they were saying.
0: Even why questions, you know, like, oh, why Why was that so important to you? Or um, I guess that's kind of the how and the why to me can sometimes sort of go together. But it's like looking for a deeper connection in the other person of where that came from
1: i guess the the um with an extrovert i'm a little depending on i i'm a little anti-why with an extrovert because because i think the question would come out so fast that it would sound really judgmental like like de- like defend yourself like why do you want to do that like I
0: don't know. I just liked it, you know. Like, why do I feel so defensive all of a sudden? <laughs> right, like,
1: slow down. Yes, yeah, so, but if, if you do if you do, uh, you can make good why questions. There's there's no doubt about it. But it, it's a trick of holding your own self accountable and slowing yourself down. And the other thing is is you will probably be shocked because you'll get some some feedback. They'll be like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know. I didn't even think that that was actually that deep." like th- that it could be that deep or that that could happen like that. So the other the other piece of this pie too is that typically an extrovert's best friend will be somebody who's a little more introverted than them. So be mindful when you're in a group with your friend to to help to create the space for them to interact. I mean, they're with you. You are kind of the social lubricant. So don't dominate. Give space. Intentionally just ask your friend like, Hey, you were talking to me about that actually yesterday. What was it that you were saying? You know, like some prompts about like helping them insert themselves in the conversation.
0: Yeah. So in the previous episode with introverts, we were talking about how oftentimes introverts will choose quality over quantity in terms of friends and friendships. I think with extroverts, that typically tends to be the opposite. Whereas they it's not that they don't value quality. But it may be harder to find or maybe less important to them because having multiple social interactions and even um, a variety of social interactions can be very fulfilling, very satisfying, um, or even you might just say exciting in a certain sense for extroverts. That quantity is actually really important to them. And again, they might still have um, some like one or two really close friends or maybe even a handful, um, maybe a larger Pool three close friends that they can go deep with and share with, but again, the difference between an introvert is like when an introvert's got that one person or maybe two people, they're they're good, they're satisfied, they're like, I don't need more people. It's just more more to like juggle and manage. Whereas an extrovert is like, ooh, more people <laughs> I could call or invite to the party, kind of a thing.
1: Uh, last time too, just because I'm I'm realizing we need to um, connect some dots from the last podcast episode, introversion and extroversion and related to internal versus external processing. We spoke to that a little bit with introversion, so probably should with extroversion. Not all extroverts are external processors, but most probably are, right? So probably the person that's speaking the, the most in a group of people is probably more of an external processor. And if you are that person, you, you probably need to slow down intentionally because that's why it sounds... Uh, some of what you're saying sounds so intimate, like you're saying things that other people would never say, because it's just the thought that came to your mind and fell out of your mouth. And so what I would suggest to you is like, don't do not do that. Um, <laughs> slow down and just just assume that that's that that could be the case. And so that you can maybe process it literally out loud inside your car on your way home or maybe before you go to an event. So you kind of organize your thoughts a bit. Um, but it's true. Some external, uh, or excuse me, extroverts are, are internal processors and that's fine too. They'll, they'll probably be the one at the group that will still love to be around people. They won't probably say as much, but they'll say more when they say it, it'll be more defined, more definitive and more thought out because they will be, be, will have thought about it before they said it. At any rate, just wanted to speak to that because we did that in the last episode. And with that, have a great day.
0: for listening to our show don't forget to head over to apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcast to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode you can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course nine ways to overcome fear and self-doubt And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.